When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years, and he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, and then please follow it and rate it wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Apple. You can do it on Spotify as well, but do it on Apple. Helps grow the show tremendously, please, and thank you. Um, check out Bellips uh, Media Network at bellipsports.com to check out other blogs, podcasts, and everything. So there's not just sports, but there's other stuff there too. Go check all that out, please, and thank you. We are continuing on this podcast with another segment of summer football and what goes into summer football and different things. And today is going to be about seven on seven, one of everybody's greatest things to talk about. And we are going to talk about that now. So, Part of summer, we talked about your offensive organization, your defense organization, and then just organizing the schedule in general. When you schedule, when you go into the summer, you have to make a decision as a coach. Are you going to compete in seven-on-sevens? Are you going to do that with your team? There are seven-on-seven tournaments that go around. I'm not talking about that. You can go two different things. Us, personally, we just did a two-day seven-on-seven. You play three games on a Wednesday, three games on a Thursday. Those are fine. But when you travel around the country, that's where people get problems with seven on seven. So when you go in and you're the head football coach, you sit down. If you're the offensive coordinator, you talk with yourself. If you have your offensive coordinator, you sit down and say, okay, you know, seven on sevens. Are you going to do them? People have different opinions on this. I have been a part of teams where we did no seven on sevens. We did none. I've been a part of teams where we did one. I've been a part of teams where we've done one and done joint practices, which is a whole different other thing we'll talk about later. I've been a part of where we went every weekend. Almost every weekend we went and played seven on seven. Now, different people have different opinions on this, so we're going to talk about it. Seven on seven, obviously, is seven versus seven. You're going to have your quarterback, your running back, and then you've got different receivers out there, and you probably have a snapper. Defense is going to have linebackers, corners, safeties, everything else. So it's literally playing the game without your defensive lineman and your offensive lineman. Yes, you will even use hand-down tight ends in this. Yes, if you're an I-formation team, people go out there in I-formation and they practice that type of stuff. So we're going to talk about when you look at playing 7-on-7, the good, the bad. Part of the good thing about 7-on-7, you get to compete. And the, the reason why we play sports is to compete, whatever it is, baseball, soccer, uh, track, football, basketball, all that stuff. You are looking to compete. So you're depending on how you set it up, if you have different camps before you go into seven-on-seven, seven, you're looking to compete and have these kids go against different kids other than the ones that you are putting out there. So when you go into the summer, you go, okay, we want to compete. We want to have fun. Kids like to throw the football around. Um, we get to go against a different type of team. Um, we're going to see a different types of coverages. So let's go to the seven on seven. It does have competitiveness in it, and it's good for them to be competitive. Another good thing about it is it gives different experiences, especially if you go play teams you've never played before and you may never play. If you go to, you know, some don't even have um, quote-unquote tournaments. They just invite probably six teams and say, okay, we're just going to get three games. You're going to play each team once. So it is, but it isn't. It's mainly to have fun and have competition. The one I was at was organized by like the Chicago Bears and their and their program and everything. So you really competed for something. 
This it's more for more fun and everything else. You go because you could look and see who's going and say, well, we'll never play this team. Even if we make the playoffs, we'll never play this team. You know, so it's cool to see what other people do. And this is talking about for players. Then as coaches, it kind of helps you with play calling. You're seeing coverage, you know, learning play calls um, to get back in the groove in the summer. Um, and it allows you to see who you're going to have if you're a younger team. It allows you to see if you have a quarterback battle going on, running back battle, wide receiver, anything like that. And again, when you're installing things in the summer, yeah, you're you're kind of going full go, but you're doing a lot of walkthroughs, so this is a great opportunity to have another team do that. Uh, maybe you're a defense that doesn't necessarily get hands-on right away, but you go because the defense that is. Maybe you don't play a lot of man in practice, but you go against a team that plays man. It allows you to you know get into that playbook and see what they have and everything else. So it all goes back to competitiveness. It allows coaches to work together. It allows them to get back in the groove of play calling. All good things. All very good things. Some cons. We always go in. What's one thing in football that every team's going to do besides Coach Leach? Run the football. One of the things I know from coaching defenses, linebackers is, especially inside backers, you got to play the run. You got to play the run first. You got to take your read steps because they're reading linemen or some are teaching them to read the running backs. Whatever they teach them to read, they have to take those steps to read them. So you're hoping in seven on seven, they're still going to do their steps. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, in seven on seven, some tournaments like we were in, you could run it until you got to the 10 yard line. Once you got inside the 10, you couldn't run the football anymore. So this, you still had to do your read keys, which I like. But the seven-on-sevens that don't do that, they're just passing. You will slowly build up those bad habits in the summer, and they can continue into your camp, and you're going to get frustrated. As coaches, we would like to think that they're going to take their read steps because that's what they're told to do, and you know they're going to be okay with doing that and getting burned and then complaining about a guy running around behind them. You'd think that would be the case. But think about your competitive juices. Think about what you would do. Oh, all they're going to do is pass while I'm dropping. I'm dropping. Okay, you're dropping, so you're not working on the read steps that you're supposed to do. You're not, but, but you can't blame them. There's nothing to look at. There's no Wyman. There's no nothing. So that's one of the cons of 7-on-7 seven seven. when you're looking at it from a defensive perspective. Another thing that's bad about 7-on-7 seven seven from an offensive perspective is, again, Maybe they're not doing man-to-man pressure, and they're off. You know, and so for quarterbacks, they're just going to look at the deep ball and throw because they're trying to, quote-unquote, win already. So they build that bad habit of just throwing the deep ball and maybe not going through their progression because they're starting to panic because they get the two to three seconds, and it's seven-on-seven, and they want to sling it. Another thing, your running backs, similar type of offense you have, do they do a lot of check releases? Well, they're not always going to do check releases because there's nobody there to block. Again, you'd like to think they run up, they settle, and then they go because that's what we, us coaches told them to do it, and that's what they think. That's not always the case. So it will build bad habits doing that that you have to break going back into camp. So, again, positive and negatives to it. Another negative, and it's not the kid's fault, it's the coach's. So here's what I mean by that. I've always been a part of coaching staffs, no matter what. And no matter what type of 7-on-7 we ever did, if we did any, was we are only going to run 
the coverages that are going to be our base coverages. We are only going to run our pass plays that are going to be our simple pass plays. And we don't do anything else. There are coaches that I know for a fact that go to 7-on-7 and they have a playbook just for 7-on-7 that they got from some travel, 7-on-7 they were part of before or somebody gave them because they would rather win. And I don't know what you're winning. Now, if you're playing for money and this and that, now a real 7-on-7, you're on the sideline. They can't come to you. You're singling in. You're telling a kid whatever type of offense you're on, you're, you're sending it, however you do it. But you can't be out there telling them. It eliminates the coaches doing this stuff. But I've seen it where you go and you're just playing three teams or maybe just two teams or just one team. You're going there and you're playing seven on seven and you're getting varsity and JV and anything like that. They will literally have a playbook just for seven on sevens. And they huddle up with the coaches so they can show them because they're allowed to. You also see defensive coaches literally drop everybody back. They will be sometimes five safeties out of the seven. They will have five and then two right there in the middle just to collide with the middle. That's what they will do. They'll drop eight guys. They'll drop all seven deep and just keep everything in front because of the rules. To me, that's a complete and utterly waste of time. And it's a waste of time because you could be using that time at that seven on seven actually having a camp and actually working on what you're going to work on for your season on defense. But you're going to this and saying, well, I want to win, whether money's involved or anything like that. You just want to sit there and say that you guys won stuff. Now, flip side of this, winning builds confidence. And we all know this. It does build confidence. But those kids will smell the BS right away. These kids are not dumb they are not dumb they will sniff out stuff like that in a heartbeat in a heartbeat so when you have when so coaches sometimes ruin this they really do because when they come out and they say okay we, we can stand by them we have this playbook and they literally show them and or maybe they're just drawing stuff up trying to tell them cool but are these the plays that you're running in your season no probably not you're, you, I literally kid you not, I've seen coaches when I was in high school and then after who literally have a binder that says seven on seven plays. And they would come out in four wide, five wide, and that's what they ran. Then in the season, they were a triple option or a wing T team. They did not just come out of the woodwork and say, right after those seven on sevens, we're a wing T team. No, they were a wing T team going into it, but they said... They are competitive and they want to win, which we all do. Cool, I understand that. But they went in and said, we would rather do this. And not like you're not working on the things to get better. And that's where some of the issues come with 7-on-7. Seven seven. And again, starts with coaches. It always starts with coaches. When coaches ruin this stuff, and that, that makes it about them at the end of the day. To try to say, I can draw up a better defense than you. I can drop a better offense than you. So I've been very, very fortunate. Even in my worst staff's toxic type of staff, football-wise, not people-wise, football coaches staff that I've been on, which one day I will probably tell the full story on this podcast about my worst, one of my worst coaching experiences, even those, and we went to a seven-on-seven, 
at least we worked on what we were doing. As an offense coordinator, we went to a seven-on-seven, and I said, we have these plays in during camp. This is what we're doing, and we're focusing on the reads. We can alter routes, obviously, when they come off to the sideline and talk to me. I could say, okay, so when we do this, I'll tag a post. You know, or we're going to change the depth. Those type of things I have no problem with because that's what you're going to do in a game. In a game, you will alter that stuff. You might say, hey, you know what? My route's normally 10. This is where he is. Bring it to an 8 or vice versa. That's the type of stuff I did when I was an offensive coordinator at 7-on-7. Seven seven. <clears throat> the head coach, I was a defensive guy. Still, he was like, okay, cover two. We got to do this. You can make tweaks. But it was never, hey, let's just drop four guys back all the time. But this is not what we do. Let's just drop five back. This is not what we do. So at least on those staffs where things were not the best and things were done wrong, at least those people had the had the thought and the rationale to say, we're going to work on what we're working on. So when you're going into your summer and you're figuring this out, Schedule seven on sevens. They're there for that reason. Like, I'm not saying don't schedule seven on sevens. I am just saying, when you go into it, how much are you going to put into it? I think you should do one or two for the competitiveness, something else. Um, you know, just, just to type, kind of see where you're at. Um, you know, especially if you do a week at camp or a week and a half or whatever, and you're really working on your route running, you're really working on bumping people off when you're a corner of safety, you're working on your drops. That's all good. Um, film it so they can show it. But what would scare me even for that as a defensive guy is your linebackers are, are just not going to read the run. They're going to drop back in passes. Um, same thing with your safeties. Sometimes they'll just bail because teams just going to run vertical because seven on seven and it's vertical. So you want to throw it because it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. That's why um, it's great to stand there and have a quick three count because normally you're going to have your offensive lineman moving up there. You're going to have the defensive line moving. It's not. That's another part of it is your safeties are going to open their hips and go. They're not going to settle. They're really worried about, you know, this. Now, keep flipping sides here. Sometimes it's good. Maybe it's good to go to seven on seven. See those mistakes. You have it on film. You go back. Say this is what you're doing. So when you get to actual team and you're in your practice and you have your defense, offensive line, and a run game to worry about, it'll stick in their mind saying, "Okay, I was making these mistakes, so I won't." So there's good and bad, but you have to decide how many seven on sevens you're going to do. Me personally, I would find a tournament and go. So you play probably like we did. We had six games in three days, something like that, or a tournament where you're going to go play three or four in that one day and be done. Um, the ones that get scheduled where it's just another team that you're going to play against a couple times, or maybe they've only got four teams. At that point, I would say just to do a joint practice, which I'll talk about in a different episode for the summer. But that's the thing you have to decide in the summer what type of seven-on-sevens seven you're going to do. I wouldn't go traveling all over the place. I wouldn't go to other states um, and everything else. I would try to keep it really with the high school. But those are just that's just what you have to think about when it comes to seven-on-seven. Seven. So as a head coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator. You know, make that decision if seven seven is worth going to, or should you just have camp, or should you try a joint practice? That's up to you. But there are goods and bads to seven on seven, so you have to decide: is this worth going? Are you a new program and think it's worth going, or is it something that you think competitively you'll get an advantage with with your kids? Um, it's all good things, but there's also some bad things. But just knowing the disadvantages of it and the advantages of it really helps you in scheduling and making that decision about seven on seven. Um, 
Thank you guys for, so much for watching and or listening. Please hit the like button and the subscribe button. Leave a review on iTunes and Apple. You can do it on Spotify as well. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, shoot me a message at coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter. Send me a message. We'll, we'll get it set up um, before all those coaches get too busy. Um, you know, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out all the other episodes. Check out coaches interviews coming out, um, all that good stuff. So this has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast with our summer football segment. Um, thank you guys so much. Again, do all, go do all that for me, please. And thank you. Check out all the affiliates in the description below as always. And we will see you next time. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.